Hello and welcome back to the Lights on the Screen podcast. I am your host, Jacob Blunden. Yes, it has been several months. We are coming to you. I, well, two of the uh, panelists are coming to you live from the United States. We have officially moved. But before we get into that, I will introduce my panel. Taylor, how are you? I am good. I can't believe that we're officially doing this podcast internationally like Mm -hmm. this is now officially a we're located in different places like it's it's kind of crazy to think about actually that we're back to doing this yep it is uh dark out here and i can see the light (laughs) on our other panelists uh on her zoom we are now doing this over zoom god i back to 2020 elena how are you I'm great. It is very odd to not be in the same room right now, but it's technology, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> um, well, yes, uh, we have been on a solidarity strike. Uh, that is definitely the reason why and not just... <laughs> not uh, because we were moving internationally and everything has been a mess. It's definitely not. time fun. zones and finding an hour in the last month has been not very easy. Plus, also, movies come out at different times. Yeah, We're finding that too. So... What better way than to, of course... Hold up. But first of all, first of all, before we move on, I just do want to say I'm so happy we can say the strike is officially over at this point because that was dragging on for so much longer than it needed to because the dumbest people in the world are (laughs) the ones who get paid millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to run movie studios and have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we're finally over that for at least a while because I do think we're going to get an animation strike and a VFX strike, and I think think things are still going to be ramping up for a bit. But anyway. The next 12 months are going to be real interesting, and um, it's still going to be real tough for the industry, especially now given everything's been delayed. Uh, And we're going to really face the brunt of what this strike... Uh, of the impact the strike had on the industry next year. Which we'll definitely get more into when we do our episode later this year about, hey, what are we looking forward to in 2024? (laughs) Are there any movies we can actually put on our looking forward to list? Literally. (laughs) Yeah, but we all figured, hey, it's a new Marvel movie. So let's all get back and talk about a Marvel movie. You know, like, is... That's apparently the thing that surprised that got all got all of us finally back onto the podcast. I guess it's just like a it's universally released at the same time. Yep. it's kind of an event, I guess. So yeah. let's just Let, do that. let's do this. But before we get into that, uh, look, it has been a while. We understand that. Thank you so much to the people who are listening. The three people that have decided <laughs> to wait around for us to come back. Um. So. We're not going to do deep dives into any of these movies, but we wanted to give you very quick thoughts on stuff that we have been watching uh, and kind of like little just headline stuff. We're going to do the deep dive episodes into the big ones like Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, and a few of the big major ones. We're going to do uh, actual full deep dive episodes. But for now, Taylor... Hit us All with right. some things that you have been watching. Okay, so the first, the very first and most obvious one that I have to hit is Barbenheimer. We did see Barbie and we did see Oppenheimer, so those definitely are well. Okay, well, one of us saw half of Barbie. Still and then, technically haven't seen and it, and then fell asleep. <laughs> Because that was the longest weekend like we've ever. I had no idea that 
you actually haven't seen the whole thing. No. So I, that was the weekend we moved. Um, yeah. It was literally the weekend we moved. That uh, Taylor had, so the night before Taylor went to a Paramore concert that finished at <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning by the time we got back to the apartment. Yeah. Um, and then five o'clock you got on a train to go down to Comic-Con. Yeah. So she had three hours sleep, which meant I had three hours sleep. And then... <laughs> and then I, like, after spending all day in San Diego and training back, like, taking the train back to L.A., then we went and saw Barbie at, like, nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we saw Barbie at nine, at nine o'clock at night. And that day I had seen Oppenheimer and Asteroid City. They, they were my right. two. That was my movie-watching day and then... And spending all day. And that sitting. weekend, we also had a party, like a friends yeah, party. Yeah, and we, we had a friends too. party that so night. So it was a lot going on that weekend, but you still do need to eventually watch the second half of, of I that movie. I definitely Anyway. Do. Okay, um, the most important half. I know, right? Thanks for throwing Seriously. me under the bus. Um, <laughs> um, and then after that is The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which was your favorite movie. <laughs> God. Um, and then Bottoms, which, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get we'll get more into that at some point, but for now I'll just say hell yeah. That's one I think you two are um, going to really <laughs> be very excited about doing yeah. an episode on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then my one of my most anticipated that you just shook your head at me and were like, okay, uh, red, white, and royal blue, <laughs> which beautiful, <laughs> ten out of ten. I will not speak. <laughs> Literally all I ever needed. Is it good? No. Did I love it? <laughs> Yes, of course I did. Um, That's basically just any t movie Taylor loves. It's like, it's not very good, but it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what? That's fine. If people are allowed to walk around saying they like Transformers movies, then I'm allowed to walk around exactly. saying I like Red, White, War and Royal Blue. Um, Speaking of, we watched that. And then Dumb Money. Dumb Money, oh, which I know broke your heart a little it bit. It did. Um, a Haunting in Venice. Which surprised, like, surprised me how much I actually liked that movie. Um, and then we did the uh, La La Land in the park with the live orchestra. <laughs> yeah, I, I've. Uh, I think Blake wanted to murder me that day. I'm well, because fairly cause it was because it was it was a live orchestra <laughs> conducted by Justin Hurwitz. It wasn't just a live orchestra. It was like the full. But that's not the that's not the one that he wanted to murder me over. There's another one that I'm pretty sure him and another oh, yeah, one of our friends yeah, wanted yeah, to murder I know. us over. But uh, listen, that one t was important to me specifically. Like as soon as I saw that announced, we weren't even in the country yet, and I was like, "We're buying tickets <laughs> to that. I don't care." Um, <laughs> then after that, we saw the creator, which. I have very conflicting f feelings on. Um, that I'd like to do an episode on. That would be an interesting conversation, yes. Um, then we went to a Pacific Rim screening with Guillermo del Toro. He was like five feet away from me. I thought I was going to like melt into my seat because he is wonderful. Um, that And I know Jacob still doesn't love that movie as much as he should. His opinion went up a little bit. Went up a little. But... Well, with Guillermo del Toro in the room, I'd fucking hope it did. Yeah, it went up a little, but it was. It's also it's been ten years. Like uh, my problems with it are still there, but I can also just appreciate, especially given where blockbusters are now. Holy crap! Did I take this for granted? Like, yeah. and and I think that's more the thing that's like, oh my, I took I took filmmaking for granted. Oh yeah, I did. When, back when competent filmmakers wanted to make fun blockbusters, and now we just get not, not. that. 
Um, but it was, that was like, that was awesome just because like, yeah, it was cool to see Pacific Room in a theater on an IMAX screen. That, that theater was, we went to IMAX headquarters in LA to see that. That was nuts. Um, but just being in the room with him, hearing him talk about filmmaking was like, and Bro. you can find that interview on Collider. I'm not you, gonna, you can't I, actually like, watch it. Yeah. Every, they, they asked us every single time you talk about it, please plug Collider. So, um, so that was cool. I finally sat down and watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. We watched that one. Yes. I'd never seen it before. That was a trip and a half. That was, that was awesome. That was exactly the kind of content I'm looking for. So that was cool. Um, and then other than that, uh, <laughs> I so I saw the Ares Tour movie twice. I did manage to get Jacob to go with me because I did drag me I went along. I went with a friend to see it the first time, and then I was like, Jacob, you have to come see this with me. <laughs> so we went and saw that, <laughs> and then obviously the last thing is the Marvels, which we're going to talk about. But everyone who didn't go see the Ares Tour, you're missing out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So yeah, pretty much the same. Um, my other big, my big takeaway though that I watched that Taylor didn't because she doesn't do horror movies. True. That's one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Is Talk to Me. That movie, like that was my big one, and I can't <laughs> wait to do like even if it's just uh, Elena and I, which because I don't think you will ever watch the Talk to Me. I, I don't know if I'll ever get you to watch L- it. Listen, listen, <laughs> I have I have to draw a line for my own mental health sometimes <laughs> because people think it's people think it's funny and it's fine. But I legitimately have this thing where, like, I already have trouble, like, sleeping sometimes. But if I watch, like, certain kinds of horror movies, like, I just, I will not be able to function as a human being because I just won't sleep ever again. But. Yeah, don't watch Talk To Me. No, Talk talk To Me's. Amazing, it but it is incredible. Yeah, uh, like, that can be a you guys. We'll definitely yeah, have a conversation. Yes, we will definitely it have that. At the end of the um, other ones, because it's definitely going to be on a certain top 10 list, I can guarantee you that at this point, or we're in for one hell of an end of the year. That's fair. Yeah. Um, another one that is currently my number one film of the year, and I don't know if anything's going to beat it, and that's Past Lives. Past, Past Lives, Lives kicked so much ass. Is, oh, my God. Uh, it broke my heart. It is. I, I'm still haunted by the final shot of that movie. Um, oh. It's, yeah, yeah. I, that, that movie is incredible. Um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. So much fun. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh... You, I mean, you saw a handful of things that I had no interest in seeing. Yeah, well, like but... I went and saw Gran Turismo. I went and saw the Meg 2 for <laughs> weird reasons. Epic. <laughs> um, I saw Blue Beetle, which I wasn't the biggest fan of either. Like, it's okay, but it, it's not terrible. Um, uh, same with Equalizer 3. Like, it's just, then it's meh. They're not good movies, but they're not terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Fair enough. All right, Lenny. Okay. I've watched way too many movies. <laughs> you guys have been busy and moving countries. I've been stuck here. So <laughs> I, um, starting with Barbenheimer, I watched them pretty late because I was sipping cocktails in Italy. Don't know about Gall- you guys. Gallivanting around Europe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Blake kindly waited for me to watch Barbie with him. So we watched Barbie basically the second I got, I landed <laughs> the plane. Um, and I obviously loved it. It's Greta Gerwig and fun and pink galore. So it's incredible. And we'll talk about it in depth later. But for now, it's just, 
it's up there. It's my favorite movie of the year. And Oppenheimer was like two days after I got back and I saw it in 70 millimeter, which was certainly the right way to see it. <laughs> and did I, was I conscious for like more than two hours of the movie? No. <laughs> so I definitely need to see it again. So that's, so you and me lag. did the same thing, but with opposite movies. So the one that yeah, you Yeah, were- but like I still <laughs> watched at least most of Oppenheimer. I wasn't like, I was also like I, I, in that state of sleep where, listen, I was in that state of sleep where you're still like, taking in information but you're just oh okay yeah no i don't get that i I was okay barbie is a 90 minute movie and i watched about 40 minutes of it so i still watched about half of it okay sure (laughs) (laughs) you missed the important part hey i was at least no i saw i saw gosling do i'm just ken i think i saw the most important part of that movie i mean to be fair i don't know how awake you were for it though so I have seen it though. <laughs> okay, I know that's not that we're not going to sit here and argue about how much of of how valid your viewing of Barbie Fair. was because both Lainey and I are like, no, it wasn't valid. So, like, you need to actually watch it. I will. Much. I do. I've watched it enough times for anyone. I've seen I've seen it like six or seven times by now. But anyway, um, and then past lives, same. It's Ugh. it's creeping up as my favorite film of the year. It completely destroyed me. Um. Both times because I decided to see it twice for some reason. <laughs> um, and then Theater Camp was one that did you guys see? No, because I just, yeah. It, so here's the thing um, we have come to learn that AMC doesn't get every movie, and I'm not paying $20 a movie yet. <laughs> When we can't afford that. So, I mean, we probably, that we could have. It's just there was like one night of the week that we would have had to go see it. Same reason we still haven't seen Killers. Yeah. Um, But like a lot of this stuff, we'll have to just like do an end of the year, like binge through just because. Yeah. Anyway, moving is fun, guys. Just always (laughs) do it. It's so great. Yeah, but Theater Camp was, I think Taylor would have a blast. And Jacob too, but especially Taylor. It's just, it's in the name. It's camp. It's fun. It's laugh out loud funny. It's incredible. Um, And then, yeah, Talk to Me really surprised me. I knew it was going to be good, but I was just blown away the entire time. Let's go Australian cinema. Can I actually, Um, I just, like, I'm real, real quick on that. Do you know how amazing it was? Like, I'm in Arizona. The opening weekend of that movie on a Saturday night in a sold out session and seeing Screen Australia come up. And I, I like, I don't get patriotic about Australia much. Like, I don't have that, like, oh, you know, when I just, you know, like when you see the Australian flag or anything, the fucking, the, the full, the, the full guy trailer and I can see the opera house and, and the Harbour Bridge and all that came out. And I'm just like, oh God, I want to cry. This looks so bad. Like I just (laughs) wanted to throw up where, but in that moment, I've just never been so proud of Australian cinema because it was just this really great feeling of, this is a no name horror movie that has a sold-out crowd on opening weekend in the middle of July when Oppenheimer and Barbie were playing. Yeah. Like, this wasn't like yeah. it was, you know, oh, it's Halloween weekend and people are in the mood. No, this was – it's a summer blockbuster and people treated it as such. And I just – sorry, a little tangent there and not to cut you off. No, that you worded it perfectly. Um, 
I'm, it's actually crazy that it was like that over there because it just tanked over here mm. <laughs> as far as like what I saw, um, which sucks because I think people doubt Australian cinema quite a lot and it was amazing. Um, I feel like that's kind of it outside what, of what I saw at Biff, but obviously Killers of the Flower Moon, which you guys haven't seen yet, but no. that was incredible um, and I definitely want to watch it again to solidify some thoughts on it because I was like it was a long day and I was just a bit sleepy I wasn't like sleeping through it but it was hard to concentrate on because it's a very heavy movie um but I need to stop the bit of me hating Martin Scorsese because like <laughs> I don't and he's epic and he's a great filmmaker and blah 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 but I also yeah. can we talk about how his daughter has turned him into the ultimate TikTok star as well amazing like he is just legendary I um it's funny so with Killers I have seen the first five minutes of that movie and yeah. I, I sat down and I went I am not in the mood and I'm going to judge this hard for it because I was tired I was kind of there like oh I reluctantly have to see this it's three and a half hours like I I just I knew mentally I wasn't in the right headspace to watch it so and I was like no I'm gonna judge it based on that instead of actually what the movie deserves so I left um and we have not found four hours to go see this movie yet that's so, the thing it's yeah like, it's just finding four hours to see it because we wanted to see it in the good cinema and yeah we had to have a whole night free <laughs> Um, which is why I think it's taking a lot of people a while to see it, but mm. definitely made the right choice because I think you really have to be in a good like mindset to yeah. be able to like process everything that's happening in that movie. Um, but definitely, obviously, go see it in a cinema. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of all I have to mention because to be honest, this year hasn't been like that great in terms of movies I desperately want to talk about. At least not yet. Oh, actually, no, there's one. Besides the things I saw at Biff. Yeah. But yeah. Ninja Turtles. Ninja yeah. Turtles is awesome. Ninja Turtles was so fun. Have we not talked fun. about Ninja Turtles? We haven't talked about no. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles was so it. fun. Ninja Turtles is awesome. That was great. That was awesome. The animation is good. You can tell yep. that they actually have kid voice actors, which is so yes. rad. Like, And they're great. They're so they're fun. They're so expressive and incredible. And it just felt like a bunch of teenagers. I know teenage teenagers... As actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, very controversial somehow. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's just like the first time I've ever seen that. Um, actually, there's one that, uh, Lainey, I'm going to let you talk about because I know how much mm -hmm. you loved it. Taylor hasn't seen it. I was. Nope. I feel like I feel like you're joking. So no, no, I, I know, I no. You actually love this movie. movie. You actually love this movie. I was a bit eh on it, and I've already mentioned it. And it was Asteroid City. Oh, I don't love it. Oh, okay. I thought. I, oh, what was it? Blake. Blake, Blake loved it. That's it. right. Blake loved yeah. it. Sorry. Asteroid City. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I need to watch it again because it was actually so funny. I was like watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is good." I, I feel like Blake think, Blank thinks the same, and I walk out, and I'm like, "That was fine." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> Like I that hate that. That's what the do you scariest mean? part about walking out of a movie <laughs> when you're like, when the person, when the you know your partner is like, hasn't been giving you the "I love this" vibe, and and you're just sitting there like, 
Yeah, okay, yeah, no, you, you, I, you like this. I don't want to spoil anything because we'll talk about it in a minute, but I think I gave you plenty of vibes you during, did. Ca- during oh, the Marvels you did. of how I felt. So <laughs> you didn't have to question anything. But that is the scariest thing. And you're just like, yeah, it was fine. And then they just go, what? That's like the best movie of the year. You're like, oh, crap. I've got a bit. Oh, okay, okay, we're all righty. <laughs> I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> Oh, I also have to mention that I finally saw Singing in the Rain in cinemas. Nice. Well, I'd actually never seen it before, not just like for the first time in cinemas. I had just never seen it. And like all the things of like, I'm just Ken is literally Gene Kelly. And then like Babylon, La La Land, all that stuff. I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) Yeah. Like I I will ever for always. And look, I rewatched Babylon on the plane and it solidified Babylon is like one of I'm not I, I know when I landed I went I think it's my favorite Chazelle movie it's not <laughs> I have I have definitely pulled back from that I I'm even not even sure it's second at this point I think first man might still be second um but it has really solidified that I love that movie I really do like as someone who walked out kind of, as someone who walked out originally kind of very I'm not sure how I feel. Mm. Um, it was such a funny vibe at that press screening because I was like drunk going like, <laughs> oh my God, movie of the year and it's only 16 days into January. <laughs> everyone else was like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it definitely solidified. I really love that movie. But yeah, it, it is definitely just a modern day a, oh here is the realistic singing in the rain yeah, this here's is what- the non-idealistic version <laughs> r-rated version yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's uh oh uh actually other ones that i watch i i, I have i had seen this before but I, I, this is in my like i've logged it and it's my actually watching it with a critical eye and not as a weird 17-year-old <laughs> sitting and watching a thousand movies in my bedroom. Um, and I actually watched Double Indemnity and 12 Angry Men. And oh my God, Double those both, is great. both of those movies are just all-time classics. Like they are so good. Double Indemnity is awesome. I mm-hmm. know how much I love that movie until I watched it. And the, yeah, um, but that's really, yeah, they're kind of mentioned. Oh, actually I wanted to ask Lady, you finally watched mm. at least two. I know of two of them. I don't think you've watched the final Lord of the Rings. No, not yet. <laughs> I have watched two Lord of the Rings. Um, we haven't found three hours that have been the, or four. I don't know. Four. However. It's four. It's four. Great. <laughs> awesome. Um, assuming I, I'm assuming. Wait, extended or have you watched the extended or theatricals? For the, the other two? two. The other. The first two. Uh, extended or theatricals? Theatricals. Oh, we watched okay. the second one in cinemas. Okay. The first one we watched at home. And then, because, yeah, we were showing all of them at work. Yeah. Um, like a month apart or something. And we watched the first one because we, I think that was playing while I was overseas. And we went and saw the second one and it was just insufferable. People were just being the worst. Yeah. So we were like, we're not watching the third one in cinemas. <laughs> um, That's always the worst. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I haven't found the time to watch the fourth one. I mean, the third one, mainly because I just don't really want to, but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Ouch. Um, um, I'm sorry. That's fair. Uh, that's, yeah, all right. Well, that's everything that I can think of uh, that 
are the major backbones from the last 12 months is that uh, from the last five months it sorry. feels like 12 months it right? does it really does feel yeah. like 12 months i know um all right well uh i think we should probably get, get into, into the major blockbuster that opened this weekend we are of course talking about the marvels Carol Danvers, prodigal child of the Milky Way. Nick Fury. My favorite one-eyed man of intrigue. How goes it out there? Uh, you know, cold, no air, space. Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. That is all I am giving you because... This is like I don't think it's overly deep in its in terms of like how of like spoilery territory in the story, but I think that that's kind of all you really need to know about this. It's a body swapping superhero movie between three three characters with kind of the same sort of powers. And I think that's kind of all you really need to know going into it. Um, Taylor, yes. What were your okay? Before we get into the Marvels, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on Captain Marvel? So it's been a couple of years since I've actually sat down to watch Captain Marvel, but I remember seeing it <clears throat> in theaters, and I remember just being so pumped. I, I made me emotional. Like I remember watching it, and it just made me really emotional because it was just, it was like another Wonder Woman, like the first Wonder Woman moment for me, where it was like, wow, this is a really cool. Um, really fleshed out, really badass, like female superhero character that is just getting an awesome movie, and it just like made me feel a lot of things. Um, just just for that alone, but then it was also just such a fun, unapologetic movie where it made men so angry, and I loved it even more for that. Like I already loved it, but the fact that it made men so angry was just like. <laughs> It was the best thing ever because they're like, oh, she's not smiling in the movie. How can, what is woman if no smile? I don't, it like, (laughs) it like fried their entire brains that she wasn't like being nice to people. Um, And it was just like, I don't know. It was just one of those movies where like she was, could just be unapologetically just like whatever she wanted to be. And she you know, wasn't the kind of, and this isn't a slight against Wonder Woman because I love the first Wonder Woman movie, but Wonder Woman is, you know, the kind of ideal figure. She's pretty and she's in a skirt and she's like smiles and she, you know, she kind of does the thing that the male viewers are going to want her to do. Whereas Captain Marvel was very much not that. Um, And we'll talk about it more, obviously, but I think the Marvels also does that with all their female characters very, very well, where, um, they're not really concerned with kind of the images of the character of who the audience may or may not want them to be. Um, but yeah, the, the first Captain Marvel movie I love, I think it's, it's a really, really good movie. And I was excited about the Marvels just because I do love Carol Danvers as a character. And I loved the idea of having it be a very like woman centric movie. Um, but I was really nervous about it just because of the most recent Marvel movies. Most of them for me have been misses. 
um, there haven't been a ton of recent Marvel movies that I've really felt have stuck the landing for me. So it may, it, I was worried. I'm <laughs> going into it. I was worried because I was like, man, I don't want to come out of this feeling like it was just kind of slapped together on a green screen, which is how some of the more recent movies have made me feel, especially because I didn't really like the trailers. I felt like the trailers felt very like, oh, they're just standing in a room and this all feels like I'm just not going to be in it. And so so my expectations going into it just kind of like set the scene before we all get into the conversation. I was worried. I was very nervous because I really, really wanted to like it because I haven't been super excited going into Marvel movies recently, which really sucks because I used to be super pumped every time one came out. Landy? Yeah, when I first watched Captain Marvel, that was when I like first started getting into Marvel. It was one of the first, like maybe one of the first five movies I saw, like Marvel movies I saw in a cinema. So I was super into it. I was a really fresh fan. So also seeing yeah, woman superhero, it was epic. And I just remember all the backlash she was getting about being too cocky or, um, yeah, not nice enough or anything. And I was like, guys, every male superhero in this franchise is exactly like that. What are we complaining about? So it was, uh, it was like good to have a, a woman superhero like that. That was just kind of unapologetically badass. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie itself, I don't think I've revisited like very recently at all, but I it holds like a special place in the like MCU for me and I think it's was really funny and um a good superhero movie. Um and yeah, coming into this, I was always excited for the sequel. Um but then yeah, in the landscape of Marvel recently, I've been like way too cynical about it besides guardians everything else has been not very good at all so i was definitely worried but i had seen miss marvel so i was excited to see kamala khan back um and yeah that's all i'll say for now before jacob gives his expectations but yeah um no, I just am constantly, I'm again reminded, oh, yep, no, we're back on, we're definitely back on the show because I'm reminded how old I am. I, because you're like, oh, the one of the first ones I saw was Captain Marvel. Okay, I- that is not because I'm fucking <laughs> 10 years younger than you. That is because I didn't get into Marvel. I got into Marvel very late. Thank you very much. Fair enough. Okay, I've literally seen every single one of these goddamn movies in a theater. So I'm just Good for you. feeling very old right now. Um, <laughs> So I was – I really enjoyed the first Captain Marvel. I actually do think the first Captain Marvel is is a really enjoyable, fun movie. Um, I think it's got a villain problem. I think it, I think it's a typical Marvel movie in that it's got problems, um, but it's still a very fun time. I think the Wonder Woman comparison is very apt because I think it also has the same problem as Wonder Woman as problem. well, yeah. which is the third act is not good. Um, but going into the Marvels, I was really nervous. Uh, like I've thought, which in hindsight, I'm an idiot because, um, oh, well not really because, because 
I really like uh, Nia DaCosta as a director. I think her films so far have been have been really good. I think, um, you know, I thought uh, I have not seen Miss Marvel, but from everything I've heard, you know, like there was nothing to worry there. Um, I think so far how they've handled Monica uh, Rambeau as a character has been interesting in Marvel. But then also I did watch some of Secret Invasion. I didn't watch all of it because that was one of the worst TV shows I've ever watched. So I stopped. But that being like Secret Invasion being very tangentially linked to Marvel's also didn't help with my expectations for this show. For the movie. For the movie, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I was going in. But uh, I'm going to, given I think I'm the one on this panel who isn't the highest on this movie, I'm going to let you guys give all, I'm going to let you guys just take control of this because again, and and this isn't just a, oh, I want to, you know, sit back. Like, I'm glad people are love. There are people out there who are really loving this movie. And, I, and let's just, let's give a movie like this its flowers. So Taylor. Um, okay, so I guess let's start off with just kind of general non-spoilery stuff. So, because there are some spoilers I really want to get into that I think are, oh, men are going to be so angry. I love it. Um, well, okay, I want to kick it off by saying Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, uh, Teona Paris all have great chemistry together. Like, they bounce off of each other so well, um... They're just so great as their characters. Um, and I just I just loved seeing them on screen together. Like seeing them as a team was so fun and it didn't just feel like you were kind of throwing people together and it wasn't working. Um, so I really loved that. Um, I thought the fight sequences and like the action scenes were really clever. Um, all the body switching stuff, like I loved how it was directed um, and the way that it kind of moved you through the action and and really acted as a storytelling device. Um, not only because it was, you know, showing you the action and kind of where all the conflict was in different places at the same time, but it was also giving you an insight to like how their powers work and how they're connected in that way. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and I also thought that Zawe Ashton um, as Darben, she was really great. Um, I really loved getting to see like kind of her backstory. Um, and was she like the most dynamic, like most interesting, like villain ever? No, not really. But I thought she was fun, and I really liked like seeing her in the movie. I thought she was cool. Um, and yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought the pacing was really good. Um, like you know, a lot of complaints recently about Marvel movies is they're way too long. This was like what hour and a half at or 45, something like that. Yeah. And and I thought it really worked. I thought the runtime was a big positive for this movie. Um, and like I said, it was just fun. I love that we get to see um, Kamala Khan's family as like a dynamic part of the film. Like that was so much fun. And yeah, I just, it made me really emotional at parts too. Like it really got to me for a lot of different reasons that we can get into, but um but overall, I just had a fun time with it. I just came out of the theater and I was like, man, that was fun. Like, and I just haven't like, you know, other than Guardians, which also I kind of have the same reaction to. Guardians 3, 
I had a lot of fun with, but it also really made me emotional. <laughs> and a lot of Marvel movies recently just haven't been doing that for me. Um, so it was really good to just feel that and be like, you know what? That wasn't Shakespeare and it doesn't need to be. It needs to be a fun Marvel movie. And that's what it was. And it was like good action and the actors were really good and you can tell like they had a fun time and it didn't look like someone like copy pasted them onto a green screen background. Like it was just, it was, it was really good. Um, I don't want to say too much more before we get into spoilers, but I'm just so happy that I left being like, yeah, Captain Marvel still kicks ass and I love the Marvels and just Saoirse Ronan meme women, just women. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with Taylor in terms of like when the movie started, it was like the battle in my head of like, okay, I'm going to have to talk about this critically. So I guess I should like watch through a critical eye. And then like 20 minutes in, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying this. If I think too much about how it looks and all those technical aspects, I'm going to just like end up not enjoying myself. And I feel like if I just let go, I can enjoy myself. And that's what these Marvel movies are for. Some of them, like Ant-Man, for example, not enjoyable at all. Like even when I tried to have fun, I just couldn't. And I there's some movies in the MCU that are just terrible. But I think this movie is not one of them. Um, I didn't exactly love it, but I did have a great time with it. There's some awesome gags. The three, Captain Marvel, Rambo, and um, Kamala Khan are just incredible together. And especially Kamala Khan, without her, like, just energy on the screen, I don't know what this movie would be. Um, she was also my, like, I mean, she was literally the main character of Miss Marvel. But again, without her acting, it just would not be what it was um the things i that bothered me about the movie with the villain i just found it to be a bit boring um but that's just my opinion i guess and also we can get into it more but there were just decisions that were made that were just confusing and laughable but again it's a silly little marvel movie and yeah the runtime incredible like when i saw that this was going to be an hour and 40 minutes i was so happy because i was like this is what peace has been restored this is what we need <laughs> we don't need three hour epics every single fucking time um so yeah that's my overall thoughts um the cats were great loved yes. it as a resident cat person who doesn't have any cats it was very i was living vicariously you, you do you're an auntie movie. You're a cat auntie. I'm a cat auntie, yeah. And I do have a stuffed cat that I call a son. That's about it. I, okay. Um, this sounds like an insult and I hate how it does, but it's the best comparison that I have. It This film felt like Iron Man 2 or The Dark World or like one of those ones where the movie itself is a mess. And I personally felt it was. I thought every time it cut to the plot, I was just, I didn't care. I, I just didn't have that same connection with it. I, I, it, I, it didn't build the stakes for me well enough. And it, any of that, it didn't work. However, 
I was so engaged and smiling like an idiot for majority of this movie just because you're right, Camilla Khan, holy crap, is she incredible. Like she is mm-hmm. by far the best part of this movie, like, like without question. And side note, if the only reason you are happy that the strike is over is so that she can be the one going like that video today of her surprising yeah. audiences is just amazing and like she's now able to do that yeah. and live and live this moment for her oh that's it's so incredible. sad that she wasn't able to do like a big press tour and like yeah. actually get to like do all that yeah but this well, yeah when i was like watching this film i was thinking like oh, i the actress's name is blanking me and my phone's not gonna open quick enough but like she the way she acts the character just seems like she is literally, she just walked onto like the Marvel set and all of a sudden is in the movie and she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Like, where do I need to stand? Like, you know what I mean? Mm, like she her, brings that energy to the character so perfectly. She just has this infectious energy and yeah. the entire time she's on there, you were just like smiling and laughing and being like, I am so on board with everything you are doing. Uh, and that's and that really is why I think this is a solid move. It's why I enjoyed it. It's why I went. No, you need to. I think people need to see it for that alone. Mm. If if for no other reason, because I I do. I think the villain is very weak. I think like I think the I think the third act does not work at all. Um and I, yeah, <laughs> but and I think that there are a lot of deci- of story decisions that are made through this that I think is very clearly edited. It has been hacked to absolutely hacked um, to complete shit in this. Like, but the scenes between the three of them are that strong and that fun and the family and everything that it does, that it's just absolutely worth seeing it just for that alone. So that's that's where I'm at with Miss Marvel with uh, the Marvels. Does uh, anyone want to have anything else they want to add before we go into spoilers? Uh, Nick Fury was so epic in this movie. I just want to say, but that's all. I just love that. Like, again, we are really in the oh no the, the the MCU is now just the comics where whatever happened previously doesn't matter anymore to these characters because this is not the same Nick Fury from Secret Invasion. I like, mean, at all. I honestly, <laughs> like, slay. Like, yeah. this is what we need to be doing. That's why the comic books work, though. Yeah. That's why the comic books work, because you can be like, okay, disregard everything you've ever read before. Doesn't matter. Mm. Like, uh, like them trying to be so tight in continuity across mm-hmm. all these movies and all of these shows all the time is exhausting. Yeah. It's so exhausting. Like, I don't, I do still want to actually watch Miss Marvel because we haven't, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Um, but I don't want to have to. I want to watch, like, I want it to be something I watch because I want to, not because I have, like, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't want that to be a thing where it's like, oh, you didn't watch Secret Invasion and you didn't watch the new version of Daredevil and you didn't watch XYZ. So going to see this one movie, you're not going to understand anything. And that's the thing I thought this movie did really well. The only one, like, if you, and again, I, I don't know. If you had never watched WandaVision, you'd have absolute. Or if you didn't watch WandaVision, I don't know if you would have 100% n- n- context. But I think the movie gives it enough context. To well, be yeah, like- it was like in that, like it gave basically a recap. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think it, it, in I, the movie. So. Yeah, I, I think this one is definitely. If you have not watched any other show, the only thing you would have had to have seen is the first Captain Marvel, which is fair. Yeah, like I the, think. yeah, if you if it is the direct sequel. So. Yeah, and I think that's the only one. Um, yeah, no, I agree. For the most, yeah, like that. The fact that how standalone this movie is is pretty awesome too. Yeah. All right, let's get into spoilers because I have a thing I really, 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 really want to talk about. All right, this is your spoiler alert for the Marvels. Do you miss that, Lainey? <laughs> I can't hear it on my end, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to figure that out. That's fine by me. All righty. <laughs> got to figure out what happened there. Um, all right. <laughs> um, Taylor, I know that. Okay. Talk about the scene. Talk about the scene I, you want to talk about more this, than any. Okay. This scene was catered so specifically to my interests. Like, listen, just for like this sequence alone, I'm like top tier Marvel movie. Like, doesn't even matter what's happened in the rest of the movie. The fact that she's like, I got a friend. She's like, well, okay, maybe it's not just a friend. Maybe it's like a secret husband of convenience. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay, they have these cult, like this thing. Just don't worry about it. By the way, they can't understand anything you're saying because they talk in song and they only, their dialect is singing. And then it's like this whole musical thing where they're like dancing and walking through. And then... Not only is it just a land where everything is like they're living in a musical, which beautiful. Why wouldn't that exist in like a Marvel universe where literally everything is possible? But then, then the prince is so beautiful. <laughs> what are we doing here? Why is she running away from this planet is what I want to know. Also, the fact that we got an excuse to like, Get Brie Larson singing in a movie again. 11 out of 10. No notes. <laughs> like, just... And then I'm pretty sure it's Kamala Khan, where she's like... I don't know if it's her or if it's Monica that brings it up. But it's like, I think Monica's like, how many fan fiction ideas are you getting out of this? Yeah. And Kamala's like, so <laughs> many. So many. Just amazing. I mean, like, I was sitting there going, this is, can't be a real thing that I'm seeing unfold before my very eyes. I just turned to you and went, this is going to piss off so many fanboys. I was like, so... I was anything just, that will piss off a fanboy is right up Taylor's alley. Uh, 100%. The, that whole scene, I just... She got a cool like ballroom gown dress that looks like her outfit. She got to sing with her prince. Like He was just beautiful. Like The whole thing, like, come on. Come it worked on, guys. really well. It was so it worked good. Really it well. was so for me good. at least. <laughs> like, oh, Lanny? I just I can't wait for people to have put out like five hour video essays <laughs> angry about this one like <laughs> one scene. You know what's gonna happen. It's already and them out. Know. They're already out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that scene. I was like, what could be happening? Like, what could she possibly be talking about? That's so mysterious. And then they, they get there and everyone starts singing. And I just like progressively got like my jaw to the floor and, like, <laughs> leaning towards the screen. Just like, what's going on? Um, but no, yeah, it was it was epic. I have the same thoughts as Taylor. It was great. I, I, 
I need you to talk about your thoughts that was as was happening because you were just looking at me for my reaction. No, but. I like I loved it. I don't. I think I I can understand. I'm shocked Marvel let it happen. I am I too. Am I couldn't shocked believe it. Marvel let it happen, and I'm glad they did because honestly, this is what I want more from them. Of just this of we're taking a risk. We're taking like it is an out there concept right now of just, hey, in the middle of this superhero action movie, we're just going to throw in a musical set piece because fuck it. Let's have some fun with this because, hey, we're superhero movies. Stop taking yourself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, like that's kind of where I was watching it of just this is fun. This I don't care what, like, I know that there are going to be people who are so cringy on it. I just thought it was fun and it was you know, I it mean, lent to, into the whole just craziness of it all. I think it also gave an element of Kamala's heritage as well. Like, I thought they were able to – I thought it came in really, really well and just was enjoyable. Yeah. I And the other thing is, like – yeah, people are going to think it's cringe, like musicals and stuff aren't for everybody, but I don't think it's any more cringe than some of the stuff you get in like the Guardians movies or like No. You, like or like the yeah. Ant-Man movies mm. or like I think they're I think it fits in pretty well with the tone of what the quote-unquote cringier kind of Marvel things are. Mm. Um but bouncing up like but that was like the best part of the movie to me. I was like let's just let's just let's just explore this a little further. This is great. But I do want to talk about, I think them incorporating Kamala's family into it was so fun. Like, they're awesome. Like, as a family, they're just like, that's the family that you're like, all right, we're going to put hidden cameras up in the house and we're just going <laughs> to let whatever happens, that's the show. Like, that's all you need to see. Um, it, it was a really way, it was a great way to bring um, like the levity into it and have like the more comedic kind of moments um, when the other three couldn't really be the, you know, the comedic relief. When they were kind of in heavier situations, <clears throat> you could always go back to the family, chilling out with Nick Fury and getting into all kinds of hijinks. And that was a really cool way to kind of balance out the tone of the film, I think. It's also just super realistic considering she's like a 16, 17 year old <laughs> yeah. high school girl who just randomly got powers mm. and like, not like, like what is she meant to just like go off to space and her family's like, oh, she's just in her room, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, obviously they would be worrying about her and just do anything for her kind of thing. Um. The Okay. Let's, can we talk, we'll talk about that first fight scene which is like when they first figure out they yeah. have the powers and that they're um jumping between the three that i thought was really well done considering how messy that could have been yeah i thought it was actually like you know they they handled it pretty well i think it was you never were confused as to what was going on i've it, it's a lot of Marvel movies lately, the camera is really confusing. <laughs> the camera's like found footage, like what the hell am yeah, I looking at? Yeah, <laughs> and you, you can't see anything. And this one, and, and they never give you really sent, um, spatial awareness and they never really give you a, a place of, oh, this is here, this is here, this is here. Yeah. And I thought this one actually did that pretty well where every single time you knew where, okay, who who is in this one? Oh, okay, so Monica's here. 
that that would mean that Captain uh, that Captain Marvel is there, and like I thought, the way yeah. they handled it was actually really well done. Yeah, I agree, especially because the music in that scene, as the resident Skrillex fan of the podcast, <laughs> second I heard those like first three beats, I turned to Blake and was like, "This can't be happening right now," and it was, <laughs> and I was just in awe the whole time. So that was also why it was so epic. Yeah, I like I said, I think it was it was done really well just from a visual standpoint, but I also think it was a great way to show us kind of like where all the characters were at, not just physically because you do actually get good spatial awareness, but like emotionally, like where they are, like in terms of what they understand about the situation they're in because it puts um like Kamala into situations where she has no idea what the hell is going on. She gets transported and she's suddenly in space and she's like screaming in a space suit. And you're like, yeah, that's, a, yep. If you just randomly appeared in a spacesuit and you had no idea what's going on as a 16 year old, it's exactly what would happen. And then, you know, you have Carol showing up in her bedroom and seeing it as a shrine of herself, just looking around the room and just seeing it plastered with photos of herself and having that be an insight, you know, into, into that. And then Monica being the one who honestly was probably the most uncomfortable in a weird way, which was fascinating. Um, and then having it tied into like being the, Oh God, like Carol and Monica haven't actually seen each other and haven't talked to each other yet. And having to like work around that dynamic while they're like switching places. Like that was a really cool way to kind of jump into that whole dynamic as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I um I think that the way like I, I think that that whole scene works really well. Um and then do we want to talk about the villain now or do we <laughs> We can. I mean I'm gonna be alone on my own little island, so I'm yeah, kinda dreading it. That's but. that's that's fair. I Okay. I just think, again, none of, and this isn't just a Marvel's thing. This is also a Guardians thing. I don't care about the Kree. They've never once given me a reason to care at all. Like all the the Kree have been the villain in three movies now, and all three of them, I do not care at all. Uh, like they they they're not an an interesting society i guess like it's uh, i mean i do find it kind of weird that with like all the side projects and stuff that they're willing to do that they haven't taken the time to like invest in like the kree mm. you know what i mean like if they were gonna make it because obviously you're right it's shown up in three movies now and it's not like we've spent a lot of time with them or necessarily know a lot about them or are given a reason to well, especially considering the whole and this i think what one of my big problems with it the whole emotional crux of this movie is for you to meant meant to be seeing her as, as Captain Marvel sees herself as a villain, as as what she as the choice she made it was villainous. Mm -hmm. the the two the the two times before we've been introduced to this, the Kree have been murdering heartless, faceless villains. And I don't think the movie ever does enough to really justify that they're not that in terms of I, – and I, I – it's just – No, I don't – okay, I don't disagree with you there. I just think it's 
to me, that's not really the point. The point to me is that, like, I guess the thing to me is, like, how Carol feels about it, not actually what it is. It's more like my focus was on she, you know, she feels like the villain and she did all this stuff and that's more the reflect, like that's more just kind of what, cause I don't care about the Cree either, but I don't necessarily like need that to be a thing. It was more me focused on how Carol felt about it and like her kind of internal journey, I guess with it just because like that to me was enough to be like, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> Lainey. Yeah, I think kind of bouncing off what Taylor is saying, I think it was kind of interesting getting the different perspective of, like, we've seen the Kree as, yeah, like Jacob said, murderous villains or whatever. And now we see that Captain Marvel actually kind of took stuff from them and we're seeing why they are mad. Um, I think that scene was interesting, kind of positioning her as the bad guy. Um, But obviously it's just a matter of perspective, really. And... Yeah, I've just never known that much about the Kree or, yeah, I've never invested much time into explaining them and their community for me to be able to, like, care about. I mean, I guess we're not meant, they're meant to be the villain, we're meant to root against them, but I should at least kind of know what they're mad about. And I was just kind of like, yeah. I mean, I do think that's just a Marvel problem, though. We say this yeah, every exactly. single time. Yeah, we say this every time, like where it's like, yeah. oh, the villain wasn't that strong. I don't really know what. And I think that's like, I think, I think her performance is great. I just don't care about her. Like, that's. I, I mean, that's, that's fair. I get that. Um, like, and again, I don't know how much you're actually supposed to care, which I think is more of like a a Marvel formula problem. Mm. I think they have a problem. No matter what kind of filmmakers they bring in or what kind of script writers they bring in, there's just always a problem where for some reason, like, and I'm assuming it's like a Feige thing or a Marvel thing where they just don't want you to like have any sort of empathy or attachment or interest in the villains, which is wild to me after seeing what they're like, what they've had to do with Loki because of how much people love Loki because he's been the only like dynamic villain they've ever had. Well, yeah, they've had, (laughs) they've had two, they've had Loki and Thanos. That's it. And like Thanos, they basically just went, we gave you a movie because Avengers Infinity War is Thanos' movie. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I just find it so wild that after how much success they had with Loki and continue to have with Loki, that for some reason they just refuse to do that with any other villains. Mm. Like they just don't want to make the villains dynamic or interesting or crowd favorite. Like, I don't get it. Mm. I just don't mm. understand like why they hit gold with it and they never want to do it again. Which I get is not always, it's not always going to hit like that. Like Hiddleston being cast in that role was like a lightning in a bottle like kind of thing where he just took to it and it like really works with like the character choices he's made and like it just all kind of worked out. It's not always going to be that, but it also doesn't have to be what we get every other time instead. Like it's just so weird. Speaking of which, I think it's hilarious because Zawe Ashton is his wife. Like the villain in this movie is Tom Hiddleston's wife um, <laughs> in real life. What? <laughs> but, but <laughs> He just blew Lanny's mind. <laughs> um, so keeping it in the family. Um, but anyway, I just think, I do think that I would love to sit down and actually have that conversation with someone in the know and be like, why don't they ever want to like do that ever again? Like, why did they give that to Hiddleston and then never again? <laughs> 
I think a real big part of it, though, is they wanted one. Okay, one. I think Kenneth Branagh is he he made Thor at a time when one Disney wasn't involved, and two yeah. and. That movie was made as a Shakespearean And it was a Shakespearean movie. Yeah. It was a Shakespearean <laughs> tragedy movie. Like that's what that's why they brought in Brana. That's what they were making that movie for. And then since then, because I, I think, you know, I, I, I think she's very much like Ronan, where it's just like, cool, nameless blue villain who turns up who wants to destroy everything because they feel slighted and I do not care whatsoever. Mm. Um, but the, because Marvel have, have spent the last 15 years focusing so heavily on the main, on the heroes, they want you to love the heroes and that's their focus, which I get. And I understand that it just, for me, it, hurt, it does hurt a lot of these one and done villains because, you just sit there and like I don't care at all yeah. about anything that is happening on the screen right now. I am only invested because you three are so much fun together. Yeah. No, I just yeah, it's it's actually kind of crazy to me. Like anyway, I don't know. I could talk about it for a really long time being <laughs> like cuz cuz you're right. Like and I was just like, "Oh, these Marvel movies don't have to be Shakespeare." It started out that way with Kenneth Branagh was allowed to do stuff. <laughs> they were doing like awesome Shakespearean kind of storytelling, which is really cool. Um, which again is why you like get someone like Hiddleston to be able to do what he did. Cause you're actually giving him like Shakespeare level stuff yeah. to do. Anyway, I'm not going to go on a tangent about Shakespeare <laughs> versus Marvel. Cause I could definitely do that, but we need to finish talking about this movie. Lenny. Um, what, what would you like me to, is that like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Okay. If there's not anything specific anyone else wants to discuss, because it doesn't that seems like we've pretty much covered everything. I want to talk about the the needle drop of all needle drops in this movie, which was the song that plays when all the cat hurting is happening. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, how did I forget? Yeah, we need to talk cat. about the cat. Talk Let's about talk about this. the cat oh my hurting. God. <laughs> That might genuinely be one of the funniest sequences, <laughs> like in the movie, and that's not in, and like that's including the singing, like the yeah. singing planet. This the the way that scene is done as a horror movie, even though they are saving all of their yeah. lives, is brilliant. Literally, just like the PA system, <laughs> do being not like, run. let the cats eat you. Don't <laughs> run away. <laughs> as <just> like <laughs> happening on screen and in the background, they're all just getting eaten by cats. It's just incredible. It's so as you have the, as you have the cat song playing in the background. Yep. That I that was that was very well done. I that I will give them I, a lot of credit for. Kamala running around holding a cat out at people like a weapon <laughs> as it's like sucking people in. Incredible cinema. Yep. Abs like perfectly fit the tone of the film. Awesome. Loved it. Yeah, yes. just like more of that. If it's a film that it's just trying to have fun, just do sh random. Lean shit into like that, that sort of where, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but that's why that's why I just had so much fun with this movie. It's leaning into the ridiculous cat thing. It lent into the singing planet thing. Like it was just willing to like do that kind of stuff. Like the training montage where they're juggling and jumping rope and like, I don't know. I just loved that stuff. Yeah, like, and it's you know, there's a lot of things in here that. Again, we say, okay, oh, what, like if people go, oh, why, why are you giving this movie so much 
leeway, but Ant Man you were so critical of because Ant Man wasn't fun. It was so boring. It was that's boring why as like shit. like when yeah. it, it just wasn't fun. And like I'm willing, I am willing to give a bad movie, which personally I do think the Marvels is at its foundation a bad film that is elevated to a good film because it is fun. Mm. I'm able to have fun with it. I like they take things that don't that shouldn't work like a singing water planet cats uh be you know eating humans like or eating eating scientists to save their lives and make them funny and make them entertaining and the chemistry between the three like that's kind of where I'm at with this movie. Yeah. I, can, I mean yeah. And and I I agree with you like you know I I wanted to like Quantumania. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like that movie because I do generally think Ant-Man is fun. I think the first two movies, even though I think they're kind of messy and they're not great, like I have fun with them because I think it has a good cast um, that knows how to do the humor well. Like those movies know what they are. And then Quantumania is just like, you want us to take Ant-Man, which you all like because it's fun and you want us to make it boring as fuck? <laughs> well, here you go. Like... Have fun with that. Like, I don't know how you take Ant-Man and make it boring. Like, they took away his crew. So, like, you don't have the humor. Like, and then it's just like you're in a CGI gross slog landscape the whole time. (laughs) And you're just not, like, there's nothing about it where you're like, oh, I could forgive some of the sins in it just because, you know, like, it's given me enough to where I'm having a good time. Like, yeah. the And... Again, like, I'm kind of on my, on my own little, like, planet. Like, I really do like the movie. I don't have a lot of issues with it the way that other people do, which is fine. Um, again, like, it's just, I just had such an emotional reaction to it and such a fun time that I'm just kind of like, yeah. Like, I just enjoyed it. Didn't have any problems with it. I can see why maybe people did. But give me more movies like this, at mm. least. Like, where I'm leaving having fun with it. Because if I had half as much fun with... Thor Love and Thunder with Quantumania like I could have forgiven like some of the stuff about it that I didn't love but it just it wasn't that mm. like mm. Guardians I don't think is a perfect Guardians 3 I don't think is a perfect movie I think it's a pretty good movie but it's just fun yeah. and it's emotional and it gives you like those things that you want out of it to at least be like alright mm. that was worth my time like that's a Marvel movie yeah. like that is a good solid like that is a Marvel movie um so yeah, I think I saw. I want to bring this up really quick. I saw a, t- a tweet today, an X. What do you call a post? I don't X know. Tweet. I will Whatever. never call it X. Um, <laughs> I, um, I saw a tweet today. There was like someone who was like, "Oh, you guys can be honest." Like Kamala being like fangirly got really annoying yeah, really quickly, see, right? I did see that. And someone I follow quote tweeted and was like, "Oh, where was this energy when?" When Tom Holland was following Tony Just Stark around, the same thing. When, yeah. when when Peter Parker, Tom Holland was following Tony Stark around, being like, "Um, can I? When can I be the Avengers? I love you so much. You're so cool. Like, come on, let's just literally let's just calm down for a bit. Because also, I would have the same reaction to Brie Larson. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's it doesn't fair. even have to be Carol Danvers. It could just be <laughs> Brie Larson. I'd be like, "Um, you're the coolest. Hi. When can we have lunch? Cool. Great. Um." Yeah, yeah, that's. Funny. I just, I just think it's funny where it's like, um, can we all admit? No, shut the fuck up. We cannot admit. Go away. She was great. 
So uh, is there anything else anyone wants to mention about the movie proper? Um, I do think we should talk about the ending proper. As okay, as, as in, in the third act or the no, as in like the uh, last like five minutes where it's like okay, cool. I was about to get no, that's I was about to get into those the the post credit scene. No, that no, we, no, not oh, the no, post. The, not no, ones? the ending proper. Oh, okay, as in like when we lose one of the team. Right. Okay, that's what. And I was, don't see what happens to okay, her yet. Cool. Yep. <laughs> like the actual ending I, of the movie. Okay. <sighs> I don't think it earned the moment, personally. I don't think, like, I don't think, but, like, I didn't have the same emotional, like, feeling of this is a massive sacrifice that I think the movie wanted you to feel, personally, in that moment. Um, I also thought, like, yeah, that, so that didn't really work, but... What did you what do you guys think? Um, I mean I was on a different emotional plane of existence than you were watching <laughs> this movie. So um I think it works just because you you know, you're at a point where Carol has just gotten her back. Like she's finally talked to her after all these years, and they're kind of getting to a point where they're trying to repair their friendship their relationship and it's just like you know she's she feels like she's failed again she feels like she's failed monica again pretty much immediately because she can't she can't save her she can't fix the situation she she's constantly failing her by not being able to fix the situation when it comes to her um so to me that was a pretty big emotional gut punch personally but i mean you know yeah, Lainey? Yeah, I don't know. I uh, didn't really... I don't know I don't know if I have much to say about that ending um, because, yeah, I don't really feel much towards it, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of felt like another episodic kind of ending of a series kind of thing, especially with um, the Young Avengers whole schmuzzle. Well, we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that. Um, But yeah, I like that for me that the, yeah, the the final battle, which again, I thought was not particularly good. You're just a third act. I know. I know. Most, most of these blockbusters, I don't think do a very particularly good job of. uh, I'm just going to start making you watch the first two thirds of movies and then being like, okay, that's it. That's where it ends. (laughs) Write that instead of the yeah. Rest. Tell me your hey, thoughts on that. Just that. I, I just don't think that they that most of these blockbusters are able to tie in their ending. Of the the or okay. Here's my problem. A lot of these blockbusters they'll set up an ending that doesn't need a big giant third act battle, which this one does. And then they go, no, hang on, we need a giant third act battle. So the character acts completely out of out of character okay. from the rest of the this movie. This one doesn't do that. I I don't know. I think like again, I just don't like the the villain of this movie. Okay, but I, that's okay. But Carol doesn't act any differently. No, Carol doesn't. I think may I think the villain does. What do you mean? I don't know. I just think I thought that was the, the whole movie is kind of the, the resetting the whole re, the resetting the sun thing. I thought was stupid. Why? Because that kind of it, it likes 
kind of just is this afterthought at the end of the film. Not really. I I thought it felt like it. How? Wait, her like bringing the son back to home, yeah. Or? Like it kind of it goes like the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> but like that's what I mean is that it's the whole point, and then they kind she the the it's kind of just brought up in this last minute thing, and then when they go, oh, hang on, wait, our big giant third act thing is the reality is bleeding over instead of that then being the third act thing and she just kind of is able to do it. I don't know. It just kind of- You're a weirdo. That stakes, literally doesn't make any sense. I don't know. The stakes were weird. That li- quite- You literally misunderstand the whole third act of that movie, <laughs> I think, because that doesn't- What are you Whatever. talking about? <laughs> anyway, no. I don't want to hear any of your third act thoughts Fair enough. ever again, basically, <laughs> is what I'm the saying. The only problem I had with that third act was, and that, like, that scene specifically- was that the villain, like, um, basically they all gave her an option. They were like, we will do this. Just, like, don't be an idiot, yourself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, do whatever you're going to do and try to destroy reality or whatever. And she was like, okay, and then she didn't. And then she died when all of this could have been fine. <laughs> and, it, the it, like, her restoring peace to Hala, I guess, would have happened either way. But the villain was like, no, I'm just going to try and die anyway, I guess. But that was my only problem with that. But that's just a villain problem, I guess. Yeah. That's just I think a, that's, that's kind of what I was Acres trying. Yeah. flying too close to the sun villain yeah. trope yeah. problem kind of thing. But, yeah. okay. All right. Let's talk about what definitely felt like it was the first post credit scene and then but they moved wasn't. and then they pushed it back into <laughs> the actual end of the movie. Yeah. Like- it's like the it's like the opposite of Black Panther where the post credit scene of that was just like a continuation of the last where, scene. Yeah, yeah. where it's, it's like, like that post credit that post credit you're like that should have been the actual end, end of the movie yeah. um but you wanted a post credit scene whereas is this one screamed that yeah. it was and they went oh hang on no we want to end on yeah. We want to end on this instead of yeah. what I think was the natural ending, which was them hanging out in the yeah. plane. I thought that was a really nice and sweet ending. I just want to bring up one thing about the ending that was like absolutely was the best was the mom was like, oh, this would be a nice house to raise a family in. And he picks up the remote and is like trying to mute her <laughs> as she's like talking. I like t- Someone in our cinema let out, let out the most visceral laugh. <laughs> like barely laugh when no one else was laughing and i was like that dude must felt have must have felt that <laughs> be real it was blake <laughs> it was not <laughs> um <laughs> no it was nick um <laughs> um i just thought that was great I was, their, yeah. their family dynamic is yeah. my no they, they but, were but i yeah. think Look, that first post-credit scene I actually think is kind of cute and funny and kind of works for what they're going for. Yeah. Like, I like I think it kind of works in that getting Khan to do the fangirl thing of yeah. I'm literally using the same lines that, that Nick, Nick like, did, I yeah. think that's the right character to do it. Like, I think that if you were going to do it, Kamal Khan is the right character to use. The second post-credit scene I wanted to rip my freaking hair out. Bro. Bro. How does the CGI look worse? Yeah. <laughs> on him than it has ever looked. It looked better in the freaking 90s. Yeah. Um like, yeah, what are Beast, we doing Beast here? Beast looked awful, I thought. What was that? Beast looked really it bad. It was so bad. 
Like, I have absolutely no connection to the X-Men whatsoever, <laughs> so I, I'm i not phased. That's fair. I, I like, it just the original... The one from 07, it's all makeup. Yeah. Like, it's all makeup, and you can tell it's all makeup, and it looks like it looks like Kelsey Grammer wearing, wearing makeup, ma- makeup yeah. but it looks it looks good. Like, it's not awful. It's like, you know, what they should actually hire makeup artists to, you know, do. Yeah. Because it looks good, because, you know, that's their Wonderful. job. Yeah. Um, um, and then even first class and stuff is pretty good. Like yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. For- um, like those movies are pretty good compared to whatever the hell that was at yeah, the end of the Marvels not- is good. Yeah. Um. Also, I, like, I know that most people are probably going to be excited. We're like, oh my god, they're bringing the X Men into the year. Woo! No. <laughs> why? Why? Why are we doing this? Like, I get why they're doing it because we're getting Deadpool three, and that's going to be a whole thing with the X Men. Like, I get that. But I don't understand why it wasn't a Fantastic Four post-credit scene. They have been talking about Fantastic Four for so... We were at a Comic-Con a million years ago where they were like, oh, and we're supposed to have a Fantastic Four cast announcement, and it's been how many years since then? And we still... Five. Almost... Four years. Four four years. Four Four and a half. Four and a half. I don't know. A lot of years Mm. where they're like, oh, we're going to have a new Fantastic Four for you and they're like psych here's an x-men post-credit scene that just nobody like what and it was beast of all people like it was just yeah it's like why in this movie it was weird it was weird i guess they had no other ideas no okay the the reason why is because the next movie is deadpool Deadpool. the deadpool 3 is the next movie and by all accounts, that movie is essentially Deadpool kills the Fox universe, which is the X Men. The X Men, like it's the end of the Fox era X Men movies, and by the end of it, they will find a way to get them all over into the MCU. That's essentially what the rumor is. Right. Um. So I understand why the X Men are there. I I had uh, had that spoiled before. I had had that. Beast was in it, spoiled for me. And I literally turned to Taylor and I was like, uh, be, be prepared for this post-credit scene because uh, it's going to be the thing that everyone loves except you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, kind of right. It was and not okay. It's not even that it was X-Men so much that annoys me because look, we all knew that's where it was going when they were like, hey, guess what? Just kidding. Wanda and Pietro Maximoff are like, actually like, mm. we're kind of hinting that they're mutants even though we can't use the M word, but we're just gonna like make you think that they're mute. Like we're going that direct. Oh my God. So I knew that was coming, but it just feels like such a shoehorned in like scene. Like it feels like a weird scene. Mm. Like, I don't I, know. It just, the vibes were weird to me. Just, I don't know. Where, just- because it was also like, oh, <laughs> forget what the line was, but it was either um, Lashana Lynch or Beast. I don't remember. But they were like, oh, Charles is really going to want to know about this. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, you mean Charles Xavier Professor? Oh, are you trying to say we're going to see Professor? Oh, my God. I was like, this is the worst. This is so bad. (laughs) Anyway. It does. It's funny. Ten years ago. Actually, no, because 10 years ago, it would have been a lot more subtle. I think that's kind of where... That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, hey, 
oh, look at the beast, and oh, you can kind of see the X doors in the background, and oh, Charles is really, mm. hint, hint, wing, wing, Charles is going to want to know, there's a Charles Xavier cut, oh my God. They would have They would have just said, they, the, the 10 years ago, it would have been, she wakes up in there, and then, like, they mention, there's like a mention of mutants you or know, something. You know what would have happened? She would have woken up in the room, there would have been like a doctor where you don't see their face, like talking to someone off screen and talking about like mutations or something. And then the camera would pan out and you'd see like the X door. Yeah. Like the X doors in the background, that would be it. Yeah, it'd be like, something like that. Like, now, it would just be a really subtle, like, wink at them being X Men. Where it'd be like, oh, she's in a hospital in a different reality, clearly, because those are like the X-Men doors, mm. and they're trying to figure out who she is. But instead, they're like, oh, this is the actress that plays her mom, but guess what? She doesn't recognize her because it's a different universe, and oh, crap, there's Beast just there for some reason talking about Professor X, and you're like, well, that's very subtle. Thank you yeah. for that. That was I'm glad that uh, I had to be hit over the head with with that like one. A, I really, really, really do need to go back and do like an actual MCU rewatch to see. Do I just, did I like, <laughs> were these movies good? Like, were, were, <laughs> were they, they ever good? Were they actually, or have I just like, have they gotten worse? Or were we they really always do need like to sit this? sit down and do a rewatch. It's been a while. Yeah. I don't know. Right, I'm anyway, just where I'm at I just, with Marvel. The post credit scene just, I wish they would have at least tried to be a little more subtle with it and be a little more like, yeah, it was just I didn't I didn't like the way that I didn't like the way they went about it. Like it wasn't so much that it was X Men that annoyed me. I still think it should have been a Fantastic Four one after the bullshit <laughs> that they pulled in freaking Multiverse of Madness with that whole gross Fantastic Four, whatever the hell that was. But anyway, I, I again like. Even after this movie, I'm not going into the next movie with any sort of renewed hope. I'm still going to be very skeptical. Like, one movie is not going to change my mind about that. So. All right. Lainey, any final Mm. thoughts? I don't think so. Just... Just more more silly cats and silly women on doing badass things on screen. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've pretty much said my piece. I'm not gonna rant at people um anymore about things at this point. I'll save that for the next I gotta save some for the next episode. Yeah. Um but I guess I just want to say, um, I really do hope that we get Young Avengers and we get it like done done like well because it would be such a shame to have like a Kamala like to have someone as talented as Iman Vellani and just like waste her Mm. in like a young and even Haley Steinfeld like they have so much potential to have such a cool young Avengers crew led by like two incredible like young women And it just like, I'm just, I really want it to happen, but I'm like also kind of mildly terrified (laughs) at the same time, you know, like that I really hope, cause that would be so cool to kickstart a new, like as tired, as tired as I kind of am of Marvel at this point, it would be really cool to have the next like phase kicked off where they just kind of go, all right, so stuff that's happened before doesn't really matter. Because we're bringing in the X-Men now, so things don't really have to matter. They can be whatever they want. And we've got a new Avengers crew that has literally nothing to do with the old Avengers crew, except one of them is like the daughter of someone, but that doesn't really matter. 
And like, you know what I mean? Like it could yeah. be a cool way to kind of hit the reset where you don't have to worry about all kinds of continuity mm. and just have it be this like fresh, cool kind of thing. So that, that I'm telling myself to not be hopeful about, but <laughs> I'm kind of hoping at the same time. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, like I said, I pretty much I think I've said everything of my piece in this movie. Um, so uh, let's go around. Taylor, where can they find you online? Oh, God. I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah, it's been a um, while. <laughs> you can find me at Finally Tailored pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Letterboxd, just et cetera, et cetera. You can, this is new development, though. You can also find me writing about music um, at On the Fringe Zine, which has been really cool. Um, I've been able to write album reviews. I've interviewed a couple of different bands. I've been writing about some shows I've been going to now that I'm back in the United States and like concerts are allowed to happen and be a thing because Australia doesn't know how to do that. Um, Leave us alone. <laughs> as, as Lainey's like crying. <laughs> um, hey, I've bought like 10 concert tickets in the last month. We're getting there. You guys are slowly getting there. Finally, as we leave, yeah, as we leave, because that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, so also check that out. Um, it's linked on my Instagram. Um, I've been really enjoying doing that as well. It's been really, really cool. So you, those are the those are the main places you can find me. Lainey, you can find me at Lainey Film on Twitter and Instagram, and Elena Violet. Oh my God, Elena Violet on Letterbox. If you so please. It's been six months. Still haven't changed it. <laughs> okay. Let me live. <laughs> I tried. It was hard. Uh, you guys can find me pretty much everywhere over at Letterboxd, uh, at Jacob Blunden and Twitter. Um, and yeah, we're back. We're, we're back. Uh, back. Next week, we are, I, I think actually all three of us, we all have like really deep love of this franchise, don't we? For next week, I think we all, all three, three of us actually have like a really deep connection to this franchise for next week's review. You completely blanked on what next week is, haven't you? You're lucky if I know what day of the week it is. <laughs> okay. Next week, we are doing Catching Fire. Uh, not ca- The Hunger Games. We're doing Catching Ma- Fire. Catching Fire. Uh, the Hunger Games. The, if, if what's it actually called? The Ballad of Songbirds the and Snakes. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yep. Thank you. If I mean, that movie sucks. We'll just talk about Catching Fire. Okay. <laughs> I, I yes, I second that. Both. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't that excited for it. The last two weeks has gotten me pumped. Here, well, I've been excited this whole time, and yeah. then I've been seeing one star reviews everywhere, and now I'm what? I've been. I've, seen, I've the opposite. I've seen everyone say it's like Catching I've, Fire, basically. Yeah, I'm the complete well, opposite. Uh, so, good. are you following Zegler haters? Because that could explain it. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm very interested to. I don't uh, follow sexist. That's fair. I'm I'm very interested to have that conversation. Like that's next gonna week. be yeah next week. Like that's that's gonna be good. It's and then be fun um, the other thing next week is it's been 12 months since our first episode of when we did Biff, which is crazy. Actually. I know. Uh, Lainey, you just completed the um, Biff last that just happened. I did 12 movies. It's not as good as last year. I did 16 movies, but 
I'm, I have a full-time job this year, so it's not really that possible. <laughs> it's is it? not as easy. Um, so we'll go through. So Lainey's going to be well. covering that next episode because uh, Taylor and I don't live in Brisbane anymore, so we couldn't go to Biff. True. <laughs> um, yeah, and we still haven't seen half of those movies. We moved to the different country where we're meant to get movies earlier, and you I mean, we technically do, I which know. is we haven't ha- we haven't gone to like a festival or anything. That's true. So that is true. We. We'll get to one. We we're will. we're still planning on trying to do South by or like TIFF or yep. whatever. So That's the plan. We'll get there. We will It'll be great. We I've, we need to start you know getting back on track. Like just going to the movie theater here first, and then we can talk about doing a yep. festival. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, guys. This has been the Lights on the Screen podcast. I have been yours, Jacob Blondin, and we will see you next week.